0: This plan to reject the will of the voters and undermine democracy was fraudulent and legally baseless. The false elector's actions undermine the public's faith in the integrity of our elections and not only violated the spirit of the laws enshrining and defending our democracy, but we believe also plainly violated the laws by which we
1: administer our elections in Michigan and peaceably transfer power in America. That's the lovely voice of Dana Nessel, the attorney general of the state of Michigan, who a month ago announced her plans to charge 16 just plain people in the state of Michigan with eight felonies each, which could add up to 71 years in prison for them. And now it's uh, it's just an overwhelming burden to regular people. They're retired people. Uh, they're a, a, a young mom. I mean, it's all kinds of people who stepped up to be alternate electors when there was trouble and dispute over the way the election of 2020 was handled. Was it illegal? No, it was not illegal, and we'll make that case later with former State Senator Pat Colbeck. Uh, but today uh, we are taking kind of a, we're doing a kind of a special thing because today, this day, on this day, September the 5th of 2023, there is a telethon, Save the Electors, Telethon. It starts at 10 o'clock this morning and goes to 9 Eastern Standard Time, and you can watch it at Lindell TV. You can watch it live at Gateway Pundit, and you can watch it live on the Tea Party Patriots Facebook page. We'll put those things on our Facebook so that you can find them, but I hope you'll remember some of those. Again, it's at Lindell TV or Tea Party Patriots or GatewayPundit.com, and we're going to concentrate on this issue today in this show. Meanwhile, of course, pre-born makes this possible. We couldn't do it without them. Uh, we have this great report of what kind of help we brought to women who found themselves pregnant, uh, who didn't want to be pregnant, and their choice whether or not to keep the baby. From January to June, we know that we have saved 29,134 babies. 29,134 babies. I think that's really amazing. You should be proud that you were a part of that. Uh, and, of course, preborn is in the business of talking about Jesus. They don't just say babies or talk against the, the horrendous act of abortion uh, but they talk about who Jesus is and the redemption. And so they've actually trained uh, people in their clinics for evangelism. They've been doing that steadily. So that's part of what you know you pay for when you donate to Preborn. I hope you'll continue to do that. Go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And I want to also remind you that you can call us at 662-821-2040. That's 662 662- You can send us an email the old-fashioned way at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. you can listen on any podcast platform. AFR.net is the mothership, but you can go to sandyrios.com and listen very easily if you're not podcast savvy. And so there's just a number of things that you can do. We are so grateful. For everything, for you listening, we couldn't do the show. (laughs) It's like if the tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it really fall? So if a podcast takes place and no one really listens, does it really happen? Uh, Well, think about that for a second. You know it does, and uh, we are a team, and I appreciate, I so appreciate your support. All right, sit back and listen to today's version of Sandy Rios 24-7.
0: The Michigan attorney general drops the legal hammer on 16 GOP members who signed paperwork falsely claiming Donald Trump had won Michigan's electoral votes in 2020. The 16 charged include a former vice chair of the Michigan Republican Party, a national GOP committee woman, and another prominent
1: state GOP member.
2: All accused in these multiple counts of forgery.
1: All right, so that's a news report from the state of Michigan. It happened about a month ago. You've probably heard it. The charges at least were announced, uh, but the process is continuing. And so as they described, 16 just regular people in the state of Michigan who signed up to be alternate electors for Donald Trump are now facing a total uh, eight felonies each, a total of 71 years in prison. It's extremely serious. The attorney general, of course, is as serious as she can be. And we know now in this very dangerous time that there's a tremendous risk now when we step up. But if we don't step up, uh, we will lose it all. And that's why people in Michigan are fighting back, and they're fighting back furiously. Patty McMurray joins me this morning. She is, I believe, with the Michigan Conservative Coalition, but the thing I do know for, about her, she is the organizer of a telethon that is taking place today. Uh, usually, I don't do day of. This is, a, uh, this is not a morning news show like it was when I was on the radio. This is a podcast, but we're putting this up this morning so that you can know that this is happening today and you can tune in. It's Save the Electors, telethon, save the Michigan electors telethon, and uh, Patty joins us this morning. Patty, thank you for joining us. Hi,
3: Sandy. Thank you for for inviting me to join you this morning. Um, you know, as you mentioned, this is a really important. Um, it's an important time in our history because we're watching um, conservatives, Christians, being persecuted across America. It's not just in Michigan; it's across America. And when when this situation with the um sixteen electors being charged with eight felonies each um happened in the state of Michigan, um I think it it really stunned everyone. Um first of all, because um our attorney general, Dana Nessel, um, has, has a reputation for being lawless. Um she was the first um attorney general to accept the uh, challenge, if you will, to to um, go after these electors. Um, this is something that other states are talking about doing. Um, they're trying to frame it as some sort of a conspiracy that was happening behind the scenes um, to flip the election. And, and some of the some of the things some of the wording that the attorney general has used are things like you know, we have enough evidence of guilt. Um, so we have so much evidence of guilt that we couldn't not charge these people. Um, which is an interesting way for an attorney general to talk, um, making um, these 16 electors guilty before they've ever had a chance to have a trial. Um, There are a lot of interesting things about this case, not the least of which is, you're correct, these are everyday Americans. There are 16 individuals who are being charged in Michigan. Um, They range from 55 to 82 years old. Wow. Uh, most of them are senior citizens on fixed incomes. We have widows. We have veterans, um, a, a retired police officer, a stay-at-home moms, a wide range of people. But many of them are on fixed incomes, and they don't have any money to pay for these criminal charges that have been filed against them. And so that's why we kind of jumped into action here in Michigan and said we need to do something to help these people to fund their, their cases. It's, it's, it's such an injustice what's happening to them. They're being used as political pawns, and we in America need to stand up and say we're not going to we're not going to put up with this anymore we're not going to sit back and watch our fellow Americans being marched into prisons across America because they don't align with the political ideology of those in charge and those who have the ability to to put them in prison
1: Well, i can't yeah I, I couldn't have said it better patty you are you you just hit hit it spot on, and I think we're just getting. Disgusted, and we're finding, you know, uh, I say everyday people. They are. I think if John Eastman is a good friend, is going to be one of your speakers. We're going to get into that just a second. Uh, But these guys who have a higher profile, who have more resources, but are still being bankrupted, uh, because but they can find, uh, they have managed to scrap together legal counsel. uh, But people in this position, like you, most of us. We can't afford hundreds of thousands of dollars for legal representation. No. And the the, the uh, this is just cruel. It's cruel. And I think, you know, when public defenders are assigned, generally speaking, at least in the J6 cases, they work against their clients. They don't work for them. They work against them. And so that's why it's important to raise money, and that's what's happening. And I want to say we're going to uh, talk with Pat Koldbeck, uh after we talk with you, Patty, to fill in the blanks more about the case itself. So let's jump into the telethon. Um, uh, gateway Pundit has stepped up to the plate. They have done, they do so many, I'm, they're well, we're kindred spirits. Let me just say, they are always trying to help. And this is a practical way. The thing goes live at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time today and it goes until 9 o'clock tonight. And here's how you listen go to Gateway, the, excuse me, thegatewaypundit.com. The Gateway Pundit.com. That may be strange to some of you, so just jot it down. It's Gateway Pundit. if you forget the part, but that's part of the the address. thegatewaypundit.com from 10 to 9 today, Uh, and uh, it will lead you to a link where you can watch it on Rumble. So we're trying to make that easy. Tell your friends and neighbors. Tell them, because this is a chance for you to really, trust me, the left is watching this. They're watching this because this could be a template uh, for other states where, as Patty mentioned, this is not the only state this is going to happen in. This will be citizens in some of the other states. I'll talk about, about that with Pat in a few seconds here. Uh, but, uh, Patty, who who are you having speak today? I mentioned John Eastman already out of the gate, but you have other important guests also. Important, name-worthy, everyone's we, important. We, yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, we do, absolutely. And I, I want to mention also that the on, um uh Mike Lindell has generously allowed us to to broadcast the entire telethon on Lindell TV, and it will also be broadcast live on the Tea Party Patriots Facebook page, um, which was arranged by Jenny Beth Martin. She helped us to set that up. So we do have um, a couple other places for people to watch it. I just want to make that clear. But yeah, um, so yeah, so um, we have we have an amazing lineup of guests, um, including um, Newt Gingrich, Steve Bannon, Carrie Lake. Uh, we have Justice, Reti- or, uh, former Justice. Uh, Supreme Court, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice uh, Michael Gableman, uh, Thor Hearn, who is the head of the Thomas More Law Society, and then we also have um, many uh, Michigan state representatives and senators that are going to be speaking with us, Uh, Nick Searcy, the Hollywood actor and producer, and uh, actress Sam Sorbo, who is also the wife of Kevin Sorbo. Um, another Hollywood actor. So we have a wide range. Uh, Sean Farage, uh the comedian, Trump impersonator, comedian who's just absolutely hilarious.
1: <laughs> he is um, hilarious. We have a wide
3: range of guests that are going to be joining us today. Oh, Kath,
1: Catherine Engelbrecht, and Greg Phillips, uh, who produced Two Thousand Mules.
3: Yeah, uh, good friends of mine. They're great. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. I'm just filling in the blanks there. Jim Hoft, who is the the he he is Gateway pundit, and Jim has done great work yeah. for the years. So, I, uh, by the way, I want to recommend the website because they just really do great stuff. So, again, let me repeat. It starts this morning at 10, e- 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, goes to 9 o'clock tonight. <clears throat> you're going to hear some great stuff, and you're going to find out more details about the people than I'm getting into in this moment, although I will do more of it with Pat in just a second. You go to thegatewaypundit.com, thegatewaypundit.com, uh, and uh, I just hope you'll open up your wallets and help them today and show them, you know, encourage them. And uh, it's uh, just the, this, look, the media covers all of these wicked public servants. Public servants, that's not the way to describe them. Public people who make money off the public dole. Yeah. They, they're they trying to, they, 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 you know, our government has become our enemy in so many states, and that's the cr- truth in Michigan. So uh, this is a way for people of Michigan and people around the country to weigh in and make a difference and help these people. Who stepped up? We'll explain in a minute what they did and why they did it. Why it's not illegal. Uh, but uh, that's what Dana Nessel is claiming. So I just hope that you will follow through, Patty. Anything else that you want to add that I might have missed?
3: No, I just I would I would ask that once people locate the telethon, that they share it with their friends and let them know. I mean, this is this is more than just about raising money. It's also raising awareness of what's coming next. Um, this is this is a test run that they're doing right now with these everyday citizens. We we already see what they're doing with the January six prisoners. Um, we're next. I mean, this is this is it. This is um, it's now or never. We fight back now or, or we lose, and, and that's all there is to it. These are everyday people that need our help, and we need to we need to change the narrative
1: on this. Yeah, you know, I one last thing for me. I, I just was thinking, uh, you know, they're sort of boring the way they go after people because they're morphing into this pattern. Like with the J Sixers, now it's a conspiracy to overthrow the government. A conspiracy, because that's a lar- you know more uh, serious charge. They can add more years to the sentence. And then now with uh, John Eastman and the the uh, uh, people that uh, were you know questioning the election, who they're going after all those attorneys. It's a conspiracy among them. They all coordinated to you know defraud and to strip us of democracy. And now with the, the electors in um, Michigan, the regular plain folk, it's a conspiracy. You know, This is what they're doing. They're trying to make it sound like a conspiracy. And they talk about the scheme. That's one of the reports I read. It's a scheme. It's nothing like that. It's called, it is called democracy. It's called Americans exercising their rights in an election. But Patty McMurray, God bless you for taking this on. And I wish you guys the very best today. And I hope our listeners will just... Come out in droves and support you. That's my prayer and my goal. So, Patty, thanks a lot. We appreciate your time so much. So go forth now and get organized.
3: Thank you. I appreciate and I so appreciate you, you interviewing me and talking about this important telephone today.
1: My pleasure. Honestly, my pleasure. Thank you, Patty.
3: Thanks, Sandy. Have a great day.
1: Uh, before we talk to Pat, I want to r- remind you we have a brand-new sponsor. It's Christian Health Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a community of believers who share one another's health costs. It's not traditional insurance. I'm sure you at least know something about this. And it may be uh, time for you to examine if there's some way you could save money or you could get better coverage. You can use the doctor that you want. You can go to the hospital that you want. Uh, this is, I think, one of the huge things. They have different plans, uh, just like regular insurance, different levels. And so I would encourage you to look into it. It's chministries.org slash Sandy, that's chministries.org slash Sandy. As as a Christian, you can feel good about where your dollars are going and know it's helping another family in need. So if you want to check it out, I hope that you will. I'm so grateful that there are sponsors. So uh, I think you'll be in good hands if you go to chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy.
0: Devin, this has been going on for years, both at the
1: federal level and the state level. Let me
0: bring everybody up to speed on what we're talking about here. It is December, 2020, okay? And it is basic election law in that the person who wins the state of Michigan, the people who are his electors show up in Lansing, go to the Michigan Senate, sign documentation saying, in this case, Joe Biden won Michigan. I'm signing my name and you send it off to the National Archives. Now, all of that happened, but here's what happened as well the night before that was scheduled to happen a bunch of people met over at michigan gop headquarters 16 of them signed documentation claiming that they were the rightful electors of the state of michigan that donald trump won the state of Michigan, and that they sent their paperwork off to the national archives there was even a scheme at some point Uh, to, and it didn't happen, but there was a scheme to to spend the night uh, in the Senate, you know, and and try and give their votes the the next day. That didn't happen. Some of those electors did try to show up at the Michigan Senate. They were turned away by the Michigan State Police, but they sent their documentation off to Washington anyway. Now, after three years of investigating, the Michigan AG has charged All 16 of them, excuse me, with
1: multiple counts of forgery. It's not just forgery, it's felonies. And that was a reporter for uh, uh, Channel 4 in Michigan. We're in the middle of talking about this. And I want to remind you, there is a telethon to raise money to protect or to help those 16 just regular people like you and I, who recognize there was a problem with the election in Michigan and they signed up to be alternate electors for Donald Trump. Uh, That's the crime, ladies and gentlemen. They think they're accusing them of conspiracy. They're accusing them of felonies. Uh, There's a total of 71 years possible in prison uh, for these people, and so they need our help, and there is a telethon happening today. I've been talking about it. I'm going to repeat it because I'm hoping at 10 o'clock this morning, Eastern Standard Time, to 9 o'clock tonight, you'll at least tune in on part of it. Uh, Go to gatewaypundit.com or lindell.com. TV is running it, and also Tea Party Patriots will have it on their Facebook. If that helps you, we'll put this information on our Facebook page so that you can find it. Pat Kolbeck is my guest. Pat is a former, well, he is a current American engineer, an author, and a politician. He was a Republican member of the Senate in Michigan uh, for a number of years. He He was a certified poll challenger at the TCF Center in Detroit, where we all saw that Uh, the incredible things that unfolded there on election night of 2020. Uh, And of course, um, there's a lot more to say about his, about Pat. He's following this. He has been since 2020 writing about it. He is an engineer after all, worked for NASA. Uh, He has lots of information on his website, letsfixstuff.com, letsfixstuff.com. But Pat, thanks for joining us this morning. And so what is happening here? What is happening with these charges? Explain it. Explain it to us, please, if you can.
2: Well, what's happening is a miscarriage of justice <laughs> juxtaposed against the uh, uh, Muskegon case where we have uh, the Attorney General Dana Nussel in Michigan who overlo- or decided to ignore over 10,000 counts of actual forgery where they were actually attempting to represent themselves as somebody who they were not. Um, against that backdrop, what she's decided to do is charge... The 16 electors were merely participating in the process to get uh, to provide an alternate slate of electors to be discussed on January 6th, 2021. She's charging them with those charges. And I here's the good news on, on all this craziness that's going on, though. I think we have an opportunity to turn this lemon of these felony charges against these 16 electors into some lemonade. And here's the thought behind that. Um, the whole case of Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel against the 16 electors depends upon the validity of the assertion that the 2020 election was lawfully certified. I can tell you on the face of it that it's not. And it's not just me that decides this, though. It's not just a corrupt judge in Detroit that will decide it like has been decided so many of the court cases to date on the subject of election fraud in twenty twenty. This time it's a trial by jury. That means oh. all twelve of these jurists have to affirm the case against these defendants. And I can tell you we can make the case that these elections that the twenty twenty election was not lawfully certified in a heartbeat.
1: Well I well I've been reading about this and and, and let me but before I get into Muskegon, because I want to ask you What I'm reading centers on Muskegon, but I know there was voter fraud. Detroit is where you were. Is this particular charge against these electors centered on the fraud in Muskegon?
2: No, no, it has nothing to do directly with that. It's just juxtaposed against the fact that she's trying to, um, you know, we were talking about this two-tier justice system. Here we have an individual tied to GBI strategies that is – uh, appears to have committed over 10,000 counts of of uh, um, fraud regarding forgeries. I mean, they're actually signing in people's signatures um, fraudulently on absentee ballot applications. That is, that's a fraud. That's what she's charging these electors with. And so what where you get the tie between Muskegon and the 16 electors is the two-tier justice system is on full display there. Yeah. Um, if she was really concerned about uh, people, you know, committing forgery, then she would have prosecuted the person with over 10,000 counts of forgery um, in the 2020 election, but she didn't. Um, well, so, my... But now we flip over into the 16 electors and it's a completely, it's not directly related to, to Keegan, except in the public optics, but the 16 electors has an a uh, Very good opportunity of highlighting exactly what happened in the 2020 election, and finally bringing um, justice to all those who, who did who committed the actual election fraud during the 2020 election.
1: Okay, so what you are saying is that because <clears throat> it's going to go to trial, uh, these people will have a chance to present their case. We think, unless they get yes. shut down by a by a uh, biased judge like we're having in, uh, in the district court in Columbia, but GBI strategies. Uh, in Ms. Muskegon as I understand it I'd never heard of this before Pat till a reading this morning uh, was paid 11 million dollars to do voter registrations and the uh, circuit uh, the clerk of the court or the clerk of elections there saw red flags when she started seeing all yeah. of these uh, ballots come in that were um, not certified and I understand that the the the, the envelopes or the ballots themselves these Uh, these ballots in question that somehow seem to have been added to the totals at least in Muskegon are under seal no one can get to them Uh, you know I'm sure you know about this can you explain that
2: well I don't know about the ballots under seal the ballot applications as well applications sorry yeah and that's yeah and there's a big difference because we actually do have examples of ballots being examined in the city of Detroit related to the 2020 election that actually indicated fraud. So there is a, there's a couple different things going on, but the bottom line is what they did is they, they covered up this investigation rather than Dana Nessel pursuing indictments for these um, charges. She swept it under the rug and uh, along with the FBI, I should add. Um, so there were no indictments issued in this, yet she feels com- um, compelled to go off and indict these 16 electors. Well, like I said, this is actually, I, I think, a uh, opportunity to turn that lemon into lemonade because it was the 2020 election was not lawfully certified under any measure. Our Michigan uh, Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, was found guilty in five separate courts of law of violating Michigan law.
1: Wow! So, said,
2: so you can't say it's lawfully certified. She was found. I mean. This is like big stuff, too. This is like relaxation of signature verification requirements. Now, that ruling didn't come on until March uh, of 2021 after the inauguration, so it was ruled mood afterwards, but that impacted the 2020 election. So now these, and this is already determined in a court of law, five separate courts of law, that she was unlawful in her execution of the 2020 election, and she is the chief election official in the state of Michigan. But it doesn't stop there. The other opportunity we have is the fact that the 2020 election in Wayne County, which is where I live and it's the home of Detroit, um, that was not lawfully certified. I was actually present at the Wayne County Board of Canvassers meeting when the Republican Board of Canvassers members, um, Monica Palmer and Bill Hartman, voted no on certification. That was their initial vote. Was no on certification, and uh, after a very um, disgraceful public comment period where they were being called racist, their Monica Palmer's daughter was being doxxed at, at her high school, um, and by a um, incoming um, Democrat state representative, uh, Abraham Ayish, um, and it was just disgraceful talk. They came back and said, "Okay, if you conduct an audit of a uh, full audit of Wayne County." Um, in the uh, after we vote on this, then we'll vote yes. And certainly they went off and said, sure, yeah, we'll promise you the world. We'll go off and do the audit. And then as soon as they voted and, re, uh, and said, you know, we'll vote yes on certification, they said, oh, sorry, we're not going to do that full audit anymore. <laughs> and so then, the, then Monica and Bill came back and said, you know what, we're not going to vote. We're going to go back to our original no vote. Now, there's a lot of intricacies in how that's actually executed, Um, but uh, ultimately, I used to serve in the Michigan Senate, and if you ever wanted to reconsider a vote that you had cast previously, you had to make a motion to reconsider that vote, or else that initial vote is the one that counts. There was no such motion to reconsider the vote and uh, in Wayne County. That means that that initial no vote on certification was cast, which also means that the votes that were cast in Wayne County, including my own, were invalid, uh, were never certified for the twenty twenty election, which also means that Donald Trump was a a winner of the twenty twenty election when you take out all the Wayne County votes, which means that the Democrat elector slate is actually the fraudulent slate
1: and the Republican
2: (laughs) slate is accurate. How do you like that Apple?
1: Well that let's hope that well, this is an opportunity. I understand what you're saying now. Uh, if it's going to yeah. go into a courtroom, if, if you and have that's judges... The
2: tip of the iceberg.
1: Well, if you, but if you have yeah. judges in Michigan left, and it sounds like you do have some, uh, judges who still are concerned about the law. Is that... Yeah. And where is this going to be tried?
2: In Ingham County, which is not exactly a conservative bastion, but, uh... Um, there's the appeals court, which is, we do have a pretty decent shot of getting a fair trial there, but if it gets to the Michigan Supreme Court, that's where things get dicey, but then you can always issue for a writ of certiorari or whatever it is. I can't say it. I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> then it'll go up to the uh, United States Supreme Court. So
1: okay, okay. there are
2: pathways for success on this, and that's why this uh, a telethon that they're putting together at the Gateway Pundit with the Michigan Conservative Coalition For these 16 electors is so important this is our opportunity for a trial by jury you've got 16 separate electors facing trials with 12 jury uh, 12 jury members Um, all you need is one of those jury members to say nope not beyond a reasonable doubt and i i tell you with just the information we just shared plus i got tons of additional information that I, i guarantee will not only provide doubt for any rational uh, jurist that's out there, but will also get them upset that this hasn't been heard before in a court of law. Well,
1: of course, one thing I heard uh, Dana Nessel say in an interview, or the Secretary of State, Jocelyn, uh, Jocelyn, uh, whatever her last name is, ben- I ben- heard, Ben's, yeah, she was yeah. saying that this, this, she indicated pretty clearly that this was meant to be a deterrent for anyone thinking they might do something like this in 2024. This is the plan. It's to scare people, Pat. It's not, yeah. Uh, And to to bankrupt them and to cause them all kinds of grief so people won't step up. And it's being very effective. But I guess the thing that I have to say to all of you listening this is not the time to be faint of heart. These people that have stepped up now deserve your support. Uh, And we need to not shrink like violets. We've got to stand up and be bold. And I want to make something else clear, Pat. Um this whole business of having alternate electors has been has happened I don't know how many times but it happened. it's happened several times in the nation's history are you able to quantify that or I can just leave it a general statement
2: Well I mean oh, in 1960 the Democrats issued an a slate of electors like this um in Hawaii um and I think there was an episode back in the 1800s if I'm not mistaken but the I think so line too. Is, the, the whole purpose of this alternate slate, they weren't, <laughs> the whole purpose of them was to have a debate over whether or not slate A or slate B should be considered for Michigan um, after deliberation on the House floor on January 6, 2021. And we all know what happened on January 6, 2021. They made sure that we could not have that discussion. So, in lieu of that rational debate over whether or not the 2020 election was legitimate, we now have an opportunity to address that, that question finally here in the state of Michigan um, with the charges that were filed by the Michigan Attorney General. The key is whether or not we're going to be able to provide um, our 16 electors who sign their name as alternate slate to have that discussion on January 6th, whether or not they're going to have an opportunity to make their case um, in a fair court Um this is a big deal. That the idea of having a trial by jury is very important. We haven't had that when it comes to the elections yet at all, and so this is very important. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity, but I, they need the support. So you have to go to thegatewaypundit.com. I'm going to be one of the folks helping to support that uh, telethon event uh, later today. It's from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. today. If you go to the thegatewaypundit.com. They need the financial resources to actually get this over the finish line, and they're not just fighting for themselves. They're fighting for the whole country.
1: Yes, and I'll be one of those supporters too, just to be clear. And I'm encouraging each and every one of you listening, uh, even if you can't watch the uh, the telethon, which I hope you can tune in. It's going to be great. Carrie Lake and uh, Steve Bannon and John Eastman and Newt Gingrich and all kinds of people, Sam Sorbo. Uh, It's going to be a great, just interesting people, not boring people to listen to. Mike Gableman, the former, I think, Supreme Court Justice in Wisconsin, is no, uh, you know, he's not as well known, but he was, he's been such a fighter in the state of Wisconsin. So he'll be part of this too. So even if you can't go, I think if you go to gatewaypundit.com, there's probably an uh, an indicator of how you can give and donate. So please do that. Please, please do that. Uh, Pat, um, I appreciate your time always. And I'm... (laughs) You know, you never know, do you? I mean, something really good could happen I, from this.
2: <laughs> I'm optimistic on this. I, and, you know, we know that the purpose of this is to drain the financial resources coming into the 2024 election. The purpose of this is to distract the people who are leading the um, efforts for campaigns going into the 2024 election. It's it's complete distraction, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually dropped. These charges prior to the election because they're they're when they realize how flimsy their case is and they they'll just sit there and say you know what we drained them of their time and resources and so now we get to go off and um and uh and try to focus on winning the uh, the election or whatever um uh, I'll tell you I I'm, I'm optimistic that it'll be dropped but we have to fight the good fight in order to make that happen which means we got to support these guys now
1: yeah totally. All right, Pat Colbeck, former Michigan State Senator. Let'sfixstuff.com, who's got all kinds of stuff about the election. If you want some really good information that you just to remind yourself or to share with others, you can go to Let'sfixstuff.com, and Pat has uh, just pr- pretty much uh, everything you need to know. So, Pat, thanks always. I appreciate your input. Thank you.
2: Uh, appreciate the opportunity to get the word out.
1: Well, I'm so grateful that you joined me in fighting the good fight and all kinds of issues. Almost every day, it seems like now, there's something that I have to bring to you because it's a it's a war that has many, many fronts. Uh, but, you know, soldiers must get tired in battle. They must say, oh, I wish I could sleep in this morning. Or, you know, are you kidding me? They bombed over here or they struck over here or they killed someone over here. This is what we're in. We're in a war. And so we can't be weary uh, as much as we want to give in, and it's, it's, there's no bloodshed in our home yet, so we're not concerned, don't do that. Uh, take this on. I think I always think about the Bible saying, uh, don't, don't look on just your own interests. Look on the interests of others. I think that's really very important. And those others really are fighting a battle for us right now, so let's help them. So if you want to help preborn, what they do, of course, is uh, show women their babies through ultrasound, and that's uh, how they make that choice not to take that horrible abortion pills, those pills, and end the baby's life in their home. Go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And help us, help preborn, help me uh, save as many lives as we possibly can and the mothers that are having these babies.
2: This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio.
1: All right, put on your big boy pants because it's time to fight. (laughs) Uh, You can fight by giving money. That's the way we're going to do it today. There may be other times when you have to fight in a different way. Uh, But there is uh, this telethon, Save the Electors Telethon, taking place starting at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time today. This is September the 5th as I'm talking today, 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 until 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, And so when you listen to this podcast, just pause it and go over there and uh, give your best donation. You can watch this thing. At gatewaypundit.com or on Lindell TV or on Tea Party Patriots' Facebook page. That's how you can watch it. But I'm sure that if you go to gatewaypundit.com, there's a place to donate. And what are we donating for? We are trying to help these 16 just plain people like you and like me who wanted to do what was right in Michigan and signed up to be an alternate elector. It is not criminal. It is certainly not worth a felony. And yet that's what they're being charged with. And they need our help. If you go to the telethon, you'll, you'll get to see Carrie Lake, John Eastman, Sam Sorbo, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, Newt Gingrich. Uh, and there's a lot of other people. There's some actors that I can't remember, but it's going to, you know, it's going to be a really interesting uh, telethon. Save the electors. Um, telethon. And so, I hope that you'll do that. I kind of think you will do that. I was just reading this morning that um, you know that the people that are in public office right now, many of them, are absolutely um, criminal themselves. And I I would put uh, Dana Nessel and Gretchen Whitmer in that class. Uh, They're doing lawless things. They're punishing people. They have become the enemy of the people, no question about it. I was reading this morning that Fannie Willis uh, in Georgia, who's bringing all those charges against Uh, The the attorneys, I think 18 of them down there, including John Eastman and uh, Jenna Jenna Ellis and, um, you know, others, the whole list of them. But funny is bringing these charges, and they don't make sense either. She's charging them with uh, racketeering like gangsters, accusing them of colluding, or she's using that word, um, a conspiracy that they all got together, these 18 attorneys, including Rudy Giuliani, to overturn the uh, 2020 election. It's ridiculous. But it's dangerous, and that's what they're doing. So I was reading this morning about Fannie Willis, and we're learning that Don, Fannie Willis was raised by a single father. She's always said that. But now we're learning that her father, John Floyd, was a member of the Black Panthers. And the Black Panthers, uh, many of you don't know what that means. It's a movie now, so you think that's cool. But the Black Panthers were revolutionaries in the 60s. They actually killed people. They did tremendous violence. They hated the police. And John was one of their leaders, he also dated uh, the communist Angela Davis, who was part of them. Angela Davis um, is probably someone you don't know. She was a black radical. She's still around. She was pardoned, I think, by, I think, by Obama. I'm not sure. I have to check that out. But she, she did horrible things in her time. Uh, there were terrible things happening in this country in the '60s that you won't recall, but I certainly do. I watched it. I lived through it, and in, into the '70s. Uh, There were radicals who wanted to destroy this country then. One of them, of course, was the Weather Underground. They wanted to destroy this country. They said it very clearly. They were run by a couple of kids at the time who were the children of executives of major corporations in the United States. One was with Commonwealth Edison. That was uh, Bill Ayers. And then Bernadine Dorn, who I, I don't recall what her father did, but he was an executive also. They were very clear, and they actually, they were involved in violence, and they, their people were killed as a result of their actions, too. They went into, they went into hiding for eight years. Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers uh, raised, actually, Ch- Chase boating because their mother, who was their partner in the Weather Underground, was in prison for years. Uh, and he's the one who grew up to be a George Soros prosecutor in San Francisco. He's out of office now, but he did horrible things while he was in there. So now we've got the children of the radicals uh, doing, uh, you know, following in their parents' footsteps. And I think Fannie Willis, now we're learning, is doing much the same. Her father hated the police, uh, was, uh, you know, hated white people. So uh, you can only imagine she talks pretty fondly about how she admires him. She thinks he's, you know, he's her role model. That's the reason she wanted to do what she's doing, which is destroy people. Uh, who are not her color, and who are in uh, law enforcement and uh, positions of respect normally. It's just um, it's the world turned upside down, but I think that is what's happening. We trace down the backgrounds of many of these politicians. I think we'd be not, not too surprised to see that their backgrounds uh, trace back to radicalism. I think that was true with Barack Obama. Uh, his mother, interestingly enough, this was something that really shocked me. She was, of course, white. His dad was black. Barack Obama's white grandfather from Kansas was personal friends with black communist Frank Marshall Davis and actually turned his son over uh, to be mentored by Frank Marshall Davis. And especially when Barack went to uh, Hawaii, there came Frank Marshall Davis to spend time with him. Frank Marshall Davis wrote this book on, I think it's called Sex Radical, he was not only a communist, but he, was a, um, a, he didn't believe in normal sexual behavior. These are the kinds of people that are now leading our country. I'm just saying. These are the kind of people that are now leading our country. And so we just have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But we've got to fight back. We can't just roll over. We have to fight because our children are in the crosshairs of all of this. I want to thank our sponsors today for making it possible for me to talk about these issues. Uh, we want to thank... Christian Healthcare Ministries. Again, they're the longest-serving healthcare cost-sharing ministry in the country. For over 40 years, they've been around. Just go to chministries.org Sandy to check them out and join uh, if that works for you. And preborn.com Sandy, preborn, 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 saving babies every single day with your help, preborn.com Sandy. right, one last thing. This uh, telethon Save the Electors in Michigan is starting today at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go to Gateway Pundit or you can go to Lindell TV or you can go to Tea Party Patriots on their Facebook page to listen. Uh, But I think Gateway Pundit will have a button where you can or some kind of an indication where you can go to donate. We're trying to raise money uh, for the 16 people who stepped up and volunteered to be alternate electors in Michigan for Donald Trump because they thought the 2020 election was wrongly decided in their state. So that's, that's their crime. And so if you'd like to help them, and I just hope and pray you will do that, go to gatewaypundit.com and do that. All right. Listen, thank you so much for listening. I just appreciate it. Appreciate your support in every way. And so thanks. This has been this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.